0: You are listening to the Girls Gone Gravel Podcast, a show for women who are chasing their everyday and epic adventures. This podcast is hosted by Christy Moan and me, Katherine Taylor, and powered by Feisty Media.
1: All right, we are live. Welcome to our live podcast collaboration. I'm Catherine with Girls Gone Gravel. I have my co-host. Christy mem And then we have from the Gravel family. Sophia. Amanda.
2: From? Oh, Grodio.
1: <laughs> and a special guest. Allie Tetrick. Allie Tetrick. She really needs no introduction. <laughs> I didn't know where I was from. <laughs> okay, so if you are watching us on YouTube, we had a little delay because a giant. of thunder came in and we might get a little wet we might be running off the stage that's okay we're gonna go as far as we can go until they tell us to get off the stage um but we are really excited to be here it is the first year of our women's only starts in the elite field of the 200 mile and um i'm really excited about that but i want to hear from some of you that have been around for a while christy and amanda specifically give us a little bit of your insight on the evolution of the women's race
2: I think in the beginning it was just go as hard as you can and hang on for dear life and see what kind of groups you fall into. And now there's a lot more strategy and with the women's start, I think that's gonna be the most exciting thing to see how it shakes out this year.
3: I'm excited to get to really uh, watch this amazing class of women that we have here toe that start line and know where their competition is and really have an opportunity to race each other specifically. So it'll be fun.
1: Do you think, Christy, when you were uh, trying to get 200 women to the start line, that you would see something like this? Nope.
3: I mean, I think it's, it's, it's incredible. And I, Amanda and I have had several conversations around this specific situation. And I think even at the beginning, one of those conversations was like, well, at some point we're going to have to separate this. And Amanda's like, no, I don't want you to separate it. And now, I mean, I think all of us have watched it evolve to the point where this is what makes sense, it's what's safe, and it's also allowing us to truly showcase, to showcase these women in cycling. So it's gonna give, it's a different opportunity and it's, it's I'm glad we're making the change. Um, we're gonna learn a lot this year, we're gonna learn a lot in about 48 hours, so it's gonna be cool. Exciting, okay. Sophia, I know
1: you all experimented at uh, the gravel worlds with the Women's Only start this past year, and you also felt like it was really important, just why do you think that this is such an important evolution for the women?
4: Yeah, so at Gravel World this year, it kind of came up with the idea, and it wasn't a permanent thing. It was almost like, all right, we know some sort of change needs to happen, but we don't know what. Let's, you know, hear from some of the top pros who would be experiencing it and see what they say. So we got a lot of them on a Zoom call, and all of them, you know, kind of had the same perspective. Like, let's do a separate start. Um, so we did the separate start, and it... Had a lot of great feedback um and i think we're going to do it again this year it kind of gave them a chance to be competitive within themselves um instead of just in the mass start of chaos they were actually able to be competitive from the get-go okay
1: well ali and amanda you have both won this race uh how is this limits only just not going to change the race
2: I think it's going to be cool to be able to see your competitor from the beginning. I think that was always in the early days, you're like looking for ponytails and like, where is everybody starting? Sometimes people are brave enough to go as far ahead as they can. Some people are mixed up in the back and it ends up being a cat and mouse game. But I like the idea of knowing where everyone is from the beginning. I think that makes it more dynamic from the go.
4: Yeah, I think it'll be very interesting on a strategy standpoint as well. Um, There's
2: not a lot of time.
4: Um, You know, Unbound itself offers a lot of luck throughout the day too. So whether you're catching perhaps male professionals that have flatted early early on or had a mechanical, and then you have a very fast group coming behind. Um, But ultimately the race will come down to tactics. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. Who's willing to stick their nose in the wind? Because we have been used to following, like Amanda was saying, fast wheels and just going for it. Um, I'm pretty tall, so I usually can see where most people are. <laughs> but um, it'll it'll be interesting to see because it's going to become much more tactical, especially I'm going to say in the first 20 miles. Yeah. How I fast mean, is it
2: actually going to start? Anything? I mean, still fast. I think they're going to want to still try and go for it and try to make that gap to the next riders coming up as far as they can, but. Yeah, I was just thinking even last year, a lot of the crashes happened because of the guys, and then the girls are just caught up in it. So I think maybe they'll play it safer and not take as many risks that early and just, like, make it a more fun and safe beginning. That's what I would be most looking forward to if I was doing it.
4: That's why I'm doing it. I want to start because I'm just so excited with my broken foot and all, but I'm so excited to start with the women and celebrate this new momentum that Unbound Gravel has done and to see what that's like and start with so many competitors that I respect and watch the dynamics and it play out. I think I'm just excited for that a lot. it's, It's great. It's a huge movement and a moment for Unbound Gravel. Yeah, women's cycling for sure. Last
2: year, I remember, I was—I thought I was pretty far back, and I remember Lauren Crescenzo was near me, and I was like, why are you here? <laughs> and I just remember thinking, like, man, if you had your own start, and it would just be safer for because I know she has so much, you know, stress with those beginnings, and she holds back, and I'm like, well, now, if you have your own stage to go for it from the beginning, and you feel safer, I think for somebody like her, that's awesome.
1: Well, Ali, you have a similar, you have a traumatic brain injury, and so those starts can be really stressful for you as well, right? Yeah, it's, it's a really stressful start, and this is going
4: to alleviate a lot of that for so many athletes. Coming from a road racing background, I did slightly thrive at the start because I was used to starting races really fast. However, also being nervous as all get up, So um, I think the nerves are going to be lower, and people will be able to acknowledge their competitors and really support such a beautiful moment in women's cycling. So thank
2: you.
1: Amen. All right. Well, um, I also wanted to talk about the Grand Prix a little bit. We were hoping to have Leah Davidson. She had to save her voice. But, uh, Christy, you got to see the whole Grand Prix unfold last year. I know you're gonna have to leave. Like, this might be the last question you can answer. But how do you think um, that changes the dynamic, having a race within a race?
3: Um, you know, I, I think i do think that the this new platform is going to kind of make it not quite as important that you know the race within the race from that perspective but these some of these women are here um to just complete this one i mean they're going to do their best to have a good performance at this but really they may be saving their legs for something else and they just want to kind of um, be consistent and not necessarily worry about winning but you also have i mean unbound is a race that can change a woman's career so there's there is the pressure of um of trying to capture that win. I mean, we look at, I mean, two people right here, Amanda Nowman and Allison Petrick, who have obviously done their own rights within all of the things that they've done with racing, but one of the biggest accolades that they probably have on their resume is the Unbound Gravel win. And Amanda Nowman's won it twice. So it's, it's pretty great to see, and I think there is going to be some of that pressure, but I do think we have some of those Grand Prix athletes um, that are looking to just have a good, solid performance. And we have some of the women that just skip this race. Like Hannah, Hannah Otto um, hasn't been. She wasn't here last year, and she's not coming this year. She doesn't. She doesn't want to tackle a 200-mile distance in her race week or her race uh, res, or what race schedule for the year.
2: So, are you excited that the aero bar drama is kind of mostly Thank done? God. I, mean, I hate what, aero like,
3: bar. I'm, I'm so interested. Like, what's what's gonna be the gravel beef this year? Right. You know? I mean, we're just gonna have something new. So I'm trying to figure out, like. Like the feed zone stops, the arrow bars. Like, where are we gonna go for, for this year? I'll call I, it it's like, gonna
4: be people coming from the back or waiting from the front.
3: Ah, men waiting to assist some of the women in that volleyball Yeah, I can see that. So, I mean, it's back racing, right? Gotta have tactics.
1: I don't say I'm saying to have a problem with it, but that could very I well happen. Maybe oh, yeah, I think, yes, <laughs> I do.
4: It'll be interesting to see what happens when the general field of men catch up to the women. That'll be really
2: interesting to see play out. At Growl Worlds, do you know if there was a conversation that they had beforehand, or did it kind of just happen, and then a out from them? Yeah, I mean,
4: so all the women, so we kind of left it up to them, like, hey, do you guys want to start first? So there were conversations between those women that did choose to start first, um, of like, hey, how are we going to work together on this? So I don't know specifically what those conversations were, but I did know that they happened. And I do know that there's been feedback that, you know, those conversations did, you know, work out positively.
2: I think that's cool. I think I'm so cute. I wish Mike decided how it goes down because I'm just like, is somebody going to say, like, hey, are, you go- are we going? Are we going to go with the guys that start catching us? Or what's the plan here? But
1: That would be really fun to have people that are mic'd up during the race. Like, they do some of the NASCAR drivers and stuff. Yeah, like, it'd
3: football. Be, it'd be really quiet.
1: <laughs> no, <knocking>. I'm here.
4: <laughs> I'm like, Christy, my mic doesn't work. My mic's broken. <laughs> She's like, I can hear you. I know your mic
1: my- works. <laughs> uh, well, I... I know a lot of people are watching this at home, or maybe they're going to listen to the, the feed later and get that ambulance in the background. Um, but I'm curious because I know, Amanda, you've talked about this a lot. Sophia, you've talked about this a lot. Uh, Allie, I know that you've seen this. Why is it so important for us to create a space for women to thrive and for the, the community to come around them? Here comes our rain again. It's okay. It's it's just going to be a, a pop up.
4: Lorraine never heard anybody.
1: Okay. Can you us to do it? All right. What was the question again? Why is the community support is so important for the women at these level, this level?
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Sophia's got it. There we
4: go. Well, I think it's just so important because that's the reason why I got into gravel is leaders like Christy Moan that just say, show up. So when a community gives athletes a safe place to be and to show up, I was nervous. I'd never race gravel until unbound. And I'm like, should I do this? And she's like, swear word, yes, show up. And so if you feel supported and that you feel seen and there's a community for you, you do show up and it inspires all the next generations. And they're not all racers. It's just people willing to go out and push their limits. And I know Sophia and I have been on the same page. When I met Sophia, she had a race gravel before and now you do. Yeah, and I think to build on that, cycling has always been such a male dominated sport and so to have a space for women who do feel welcomed is so important um and on top of that it's important to see young or for young girls to see women right now in this space who are supported so that they feel that they can accomplish anything when they grow up or even now
2: yeah i think at the core of 200 women 200 miles and a thousand women of gravel worlds at the very heart of that was like If we see other women doing it more people will sign up and believe that they can do it themselves and i think that that's been the best part about gravel is the feeling of like i can do that too and that's what i love about it
3: something to add there christina uh i mean i think all of those are the points that that we all believe in that's why we're here
1: I saw you nodding out of the corner with yep. my eyes. Yep, yep, yep. And you yep. deserve a lot of recognition,
2: Christy, well, for just...
4: starting 200 women riding 200 miles, because that kind of set a precedent for other races down the line. I appreciate that, but it's community. I
1: mean, like, thank you. Thank you. I'm saying thank you. We... Okay. OK, I know Christy <laughs> has to go, and we're going to talk about the part that she never likes to talk about anyway, which okay. is the actual race.
3: I know. Yeah, here we go. OK, okay so I'm going to so go head off to the
1: microphone back to the microphone guy. Okay, so
3: oops. Okay,
1: so let's talk about the actual race. First, I'm curious from um, people that have won this race, what does it take to win a mount?
2: Stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
4: go with luck. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm think a man. Oh, yours worse Sam. Go ahead. You have won it more than me.
2: Yeah, a little bit of both. I mean, smart, like smart planning, a little bit of dumb luck, uh, a little bit of like ignorance is bliss, I think. You know, I mean, you won the first time I was here. You won the first time you were here. I, <laughs> I think not knowing what to expect is the best, the best way to approach it. I think because you just like, I don't know, I'm gonna try my hardest, and you don't know those things that could hold you back, which is a blessing in disguise. Um, but for a lot of people, and for anyone that even just wants to finish it, regardless of wanting to win. Having some sort of plan and a way to take care of yourself is the best way to do it. Whether you're trying to win or whether you're trying to finish, either way, I think that's an important goal. Having Blaze on your team. Yeah, everyone needs a Blaze.
4: blaze Or Dave, too. He's a good support as
1: well. (laughs) But does he wear (laughs) chefs? Do you think what it takes to win is, is changing as the field is getting faster and stronger?
2: i'm gonna go 100
1: yeah it's it's completely morphs
4: um amanda can definitely attest to that i'm sure but um athletes are out there reconning and when i first started racing this event i sound old but we didn't get the course till the night before so you're not reconning it my nutrition plan was like eat early and often eat enough to take care of myself like Amanda's saying and now people are, have come out here weeks in advance and looked at all the sections but i'm going to go with ignorance is bliss and i think i'm just better just going and going and doing the best i can and not comparing myself to others and that's the way i would like to perform but it's definitely the landscape has changed to be much more professional with much more professional support crews and strategy um so it's going to be an exciting year
2: Yeah, and the cool thing about the 200 is that you can go either way. You can either have a lot of experience that gets you to the win, or you can have that dumb, blind luck. Like, even Sophia won her first time here. You know, Lauren won. She had some experience of what to expect. Amity won. She had a few years of trying to do it. So it's a little bit of a combination of both, like, knowing what to expect, but also there's the off chance that uh, Dark Horse or Dark Mare can come in and just do it without even thinking but yeah there's a lot more money involved in trying to win now like people are going to wind tunnels and stuff
1: yeah well that's the big thing right it's a career making race for yeah. people but even the podium like you're getting more sponsorships more opportunities if you're on a podium at a battle now
4: I did go to the wind tunnel oh you did yeah to see where to
1: put my whiskey glass <laughs>
4: Amazing. I have the video. If any of the
1: top women are carrying a whiskey glass, somebody (laughs) let us know. Uh, um, Do you think there are going to be any new race tactics employed? Anybody? Because there's no error bars. It looks like it's going to be a rainy day. Do you think we're going to see some different tactics? I know we asked some questions of
2: some of the field. Amanda, you got some feedback. Yeah, I mean, I just think the drafting tactics are going to be what everybody's waiting to see happens. And if they did bring teammates or how that works. I mean, the thing that everyone's always said at this event is that even if you try to set up teammates for a win, it's there's too many variables that that, could, that plan can completely go out the window. So I think people will try it. It's a matter of whether or not it
3: works.
4: Yeah, and I mean, when do you launch your first attack? What you know? What does that look like? How long do you want to be alone when you know there's a bigger group and potentially a lot of riders coming to catch? Um, and the chaos on, on that. Um, yeah, I think arrow bars. That I I am like an arrow no, but I spent my career being a time trialist on the road, so the like, last thing I wanted to do was put arrow bars in my gravel bike because. I don't know, I like to be comfortable in the saddle, and it's worky, um, and I like to be safe. However, there are some riders that have definitely excelled from using aero bars, and I can feel the difference. I was not willing to do that myself, but now we're going to have to look at different options on those tactics, so drafting will come into play, attacks, and willing to stick in the wind, and, I mean, Amanda and I know you get out there alone most of the time, and it's just what you have at that moment.
2: on it's manage, um, but yeah, I think that the more, there's just going to be a lot more thinking involved, and in how do we be in these groups, or, or even like knowing the wind directions, and if there's a storm potential, like a strategy could be, I'm going to ride 35, because I know it's going to rain, and as soon as we hit the mud 140 miles in, that's when I'm going to make my move, like that could be a plan, and something completely off the wall that nobody's thinking about, so there's... A million different strategies i think that all the women are going to go into
4: it with especially seeing like how much this new start for the women is going to change it from right. even before the race ever starts you know
1: yeah it'll be it will be fun to hear the stories afterwards okay well let's talk a little bit about the races i did want uh look we'll talk about the 200 last so i wanted to do a quick overview of the, the four distances that are competitive this year uh first is for the 350 uh, so that distance obviously has grown in popularity in the last few years. Do we think anybody can beat Cynthia Frazier this year?
2: Christian Legan.
1: Christian Legan? Yeah. Uh,
4: Maybe Paige Redmond. She's won the Gravel Worlds 300 oh, yeah. um, twice now, and she is absolutely amazing. And yeah. she's been putting in the miles, so she definitely is a contender as well. Has yeah. she ever
2: done it still here? No,
4: she's never done the XL here, so she's done other large or long endurance races, but never here.
2: Oh, fun! That's yeah. gonna be a good one to follow. Trackleaders.com. I said I said Cynthia because she has just been on
1: fire this year. Yeah. she's been winning races all over the world and and setting at, at course records as well. And so she just really seems to have found her space in that long distance racing. So. That'll be a fun battle.
2: Yeah, I mean, she took the momentum of winning here and just, like, kept going to all these events and winning them. And I'm like, man, the experience that she racked up in this past year, I'm sure this might just be easy for her. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay, and then the 50 mile is a race this year for the first time. There's not an elite field in the 50, but uh, how do y'all think that race is going to play out? Is it going to be hard and fast? Is it...
2: I think the kids are doing that, right? Like the junior? Oh, yeah, as juniors. As yeah doing so, that, so it's like... going to be crazy. Because <laughs> 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 the kids have no idea how to do anything other than go hard and be stupid from the beginning, so for anyone who's doing the 50, it. look out for the kids.
4: Especially <laughs> if the course is going to be a little technical. If we keep getting some more rain, that's going to change it a lot as well. All right,
1: well, the 100 mile, obviously we need to keep our eye on Amanda Nauman. Uh, who else, who have you got your eye on in the field, Amanda, for the 100 mile?
2: Honestly, I haven't looked yet. (laughs) I don't I mean the hundred is an interesting one because sometimes you get like the cross racers that don't want to do two hundred miles, or you get the folks that uh wanna make a name for themselves before they do the two hundred. Like I think Marissa Boaz was the one that won last year. She's doing the two hundred this year. So it's kind of cool to make it a stepstone kind of way. And in that regard, you could get people that are really strong road racers or mountain bikers that would excel at something that's five hours instead of 10, 11. Yeah,
1: I know Lauren King is doing that race and she always has a strong showing.
2: Oh, at any race. Nice.
4: I rode with Laura the other day and that was going to be my watch for you is we've got some serious mom walks. <laughs> yeah, let's just say mom <laughs>
1: Yeah, she's been doing a lot of riding this spring between their trip out to California. They were just at Gravel Locos. So yeah, uh, and they've been here for a while. Yeah, they've been here for a couple since so locos, so Locos, I think they came straight here. Ted is doing the tour de this year, I believe, so, as well as the XL. Uh, so uh, they have they've got their hands full. Okay, well let's talk about the two hundred. The two hundred mile race. So uh, it is a stacked field this year. I'm really excited to watch that. Um, any thoughts before we go into? We're going to each of us are going to pick our three podium picks and a dark mare, or you could pick two. This is the part that Christy doesn't like, so she always leaves for.
2: Um,
1: but any other thoughts before we go into this? I may just already caught it on her Instagram. Yeah, I
2: got my list. I got my list. We did. We did a top ten for Garodia,
1: so. Okay. So any other thoughts before we go into our top our picks?
2: No, I'm just. I'm really excited. I think it's. This is one of those years where you know. I think in every year past, we're saying like anything can happen, but this year really like we have no idea what's gonna happen because they have their own start. So. It could be something that is completely wild and out of the blue, or it could be something that within an hour, the rest of the amateur men catch up to them, and it just, so, we'll see.
4: Yeah, tactics are going to be huge. Um, this is the most stacked women's professional field, as well as international women's field, so I'm going to throw that out. Um, the international men, you know, our favorite Dutch mafia friends and such, have come out to racist events, and now women are... Here as well. So I think there are some riders that people are not marking that I might have on my list that are not on Amanda's that I'm
1: cheating and looking at. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who are some of these names? And Amanda's like, oh, it's the internationals. And they're going to change the dynamic of the race. The Germans. So uh, always the Germans. The <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, who wants to start with their podium picks? Amanda, you've got yours open.
2: Okay. I'll start. Mine um, are very
1: safe. So your top three, your it doesn't have to be your order, but your top three, and then we'll do our dark mayors link
2: afterwards. Oh okay. Yeah. So my top three in order. Uh Sophia, Lauren, and then Heather. And yeah, I mean I would say I would argue I could argue for Whitney Allison in third also, but she's been proverbial fourth place for the past two years, so I just kept her fourth. Uh but yeah, those I think those are the safest top three if things go like they I'm have so been in the past couple I'm years. Sophia, you wanna go next? Yeah, so
4: obviously Sophia's coming back. She's defending champs, so I think she has she's in a really good place for it. Lauren DC, she always rides strong. Um, and then I'm gonna go with Iz King for my third. She definitely has she's been putting in miles. I actually did a podcast with her today and she, her stats are
1: insane lately. So strong yeah. rider. What do you think, Allie? You you're gonna throw us off.
4: No, I'm not gonna throw you off. Um I I think I don't know. Blaze was trying to give me some like betting terminology, but I forgot. It was something like, don't put money on Sophia because you're going to lose money because the odds are so much in our favor. But I don't, I'm I'm missing the joke and he's not even listening where he left. So, but it was some joke like that. So, Sophia is my teammate, but also a huge um, pick for me. But that's where the tactics get interesting because LDC and Sophia are going to be looking at each other knowing that they are most arguably the biggest threats. Heather Jackson has had a great year, so I agree with Amanda. But then I just really want to get into the dark mares. Is that what we're calling?
2: Okay. Um I'm not, not yet. Oh, but
4: I, I, I'm actually so I'm gonna put like a in that top three instead of Heather, I'm gonna go into like a Carolyn Schiff. Which then we're going to get into some dark horses. So I just watched her phenomenal performance at Gravel Locos.
1: Impressive. Nice. Okay. Well, I have my top three are the same as Amanda's. And mine, I, if it were going to be a sunny day, I would have gone with Heather uh, because the course is going to be more muddy. I think it gives the mountain biker the edge, Sophia. Uh, but I know Heather's, and she's been targeting this race. The the wild card there is she's racing western states three weeks after this um so she got the golden ticket to western states so i am curious i mean i know she's a triathlete but i'm curious to see how that run bike training um is going to do for her but i do know that this is a target race for her so yeah we'll see i may change my mind depending on what the weather forecast is up being
2: I think, so the common theme here is that we're all excited to see the Sophia Lawrence showdown. <laughs> and yeah. They haven't really raced each other this year. That's part of what makes it so exciting. Like, they, we don't know what to compare it to. So I'm so thrilled to see that head-to-head. Yeah, and I think it's good for us to have these epic battles in Gravel, right? Like, it, it makes it more exciting.
1: Um,
4: I did not make Amanda's top ten list nor wild cards. It's cool. <laughs> I'm looking.
1: <laughs> you have a broken foot, Allie. You have <laughs> I literally have a of foot. <laughs> okay. Uh, who, dark Mayor Ali, do you want to start? You've been excited
4: about this category. Um. Oh shoot. You forgot. <laughs> yeah. I think Blaze took my phone. Oh no, he has my phone. Um. Carolyn Schiff is my dark. You said her for Mayor. Podium. Yeah. She, I think she's on the podium, and I am going to hold on my second one till I find my phone, cause I'm forgetting the name. But, but I have Lacey one. Slays. She's Australian. Ali needs
2: them. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. okay Amanda you're up um yeah so my wild card I picked two but Carolyn Schiff was my first one so I'll go with my second one is uh, Becca Farringer. I think she had an okay year last year and has been putting in the work to do well this year and it could be a surprise podium if she has a good day she won BWR Kansas last year so we know she knows how to put it together in this environment if it goes well for her
4: I'm gonna go with Paige Onweiler. She's been putting in the work lately as well. Um, and she's actually dedicated the last month to riding these roads and being out here and training. Um, so obviously, it's a super stacked field, but I think honestly, it's anyone's race at this point.
1: Yeah. I, just because I really uh, have enjoyed getting to know her, I'm gonna go with Emma. Emma, on the Partially because she crashed out at Sea Otter and I think she's hungry. And she's coming off that young, like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. She decided to come to this race um, after she ended up crashing out at Sea Otter. And there's another one that she can't go to. So uh, instead of going to finals, she decided to come to this race. So I'm excited to see what she does. Did you find your phone, Allie? I took,
4: I took Amanda's phone.
1: Give okay. me a second. Okay. <laughs> Any other predictions um, while we're waiting for Allie's?
2: Uh, I mean, or people to look out for, I would say Amity's back, you know, she did, like, an amazing performance in Spain, and I'm really excited to see how she does here, like, it was just a good old-school Amity Rockwell performance out there, and who knows what she brings to this with a bunch of women starting at the same time, so I'm just excited to see her back, because she wasn't here last year. We are all
4: excited to see Amity back, that's for sure. Oh, Anyway, there we go. Second years? at Gravel Locos, uh, Barrow, J- Justine Barrow, I believe is her name. Um, and she got second at the Aussie Road Race Champion. She's also a Masters National Champion uh, for Australia. She races on rock salt down there, but she is out here um, focusing on U.S. gravel. And I think she's really going to excel at, she's an incredible climber. So I think not get Tusher. But getting second at Gravel Loco, she's like, there's not enough hills, it wasn't hard enough for me. But getting I know, second. I know,
2: And even the I mean, same thing with Carolyn. She's small. <laughs> she's a small rider. And I was like, holy crap, she won that, So Who knows? They could all surprise us here. Yeah, no
4: one's <laughs> ever called me small, so that's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> they call us <it> powerful. <laughs>
1: Well, I cannot wait to see this race in Mississippi, and I will be uh, in the start crowd catching some media coverage. Allie, you will be lined up on that start line with the women to go off, and then, Amanda, you'll be getting ready for your 100-mile race. So it's going to be yeah. an exciting day.
2: How many more interviews do you have? I have three
1: tomorrow. Oh, and nice. then, Yeah, cranked out three this morning, three
4: tomorrow. It's going to be a good week. Are
2: they
4: posted already? So we'll post them over the next few weeks. So it's gonna, we're going to drag them out a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I'm just so excited to line up um, with this special start for women and really celebrate all the growth we've done in this sport from Chrissy's 200 women to gravel worlds, 1,000 women. And now to be able to start with an all women's field, i also stoked up to be terrified. Yeah. I call the bowling balls. Like the bowling balls are those guys that just are passing me, and I'm like, you realize I'm gonna beat you by four hours, but right now, you know, bro. <laughs> amazing. So, I just think of this this beautiful event and everyone on this um, platform, just space and a community to talk. So I'm honored.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much to Amanda from Grodio, Sophia from the Gravel Family. Thank you to Claire for staying behind the camera and helping us hey, produce today's episode and for the mirror stage and for y'all helping us out with, um, quite a scary start with the thunder. Uh, but it is now a beautiful day in Emporia. We are going to go enjoy the expo. So thank you all so much for being here or watching us live. Thanks guys. Thank, thank
0: you. you. Bye. One of the most frustrating things about going to big gravel races in the last two years is I have been getting sick pretty much every time I travel. And I travel about once a month for work or to a big gravel event or something related. And it's so frustrating when I get there and I can already feel the sore throat and the cold coming on. And it really takes me out for several weeks. And that's why I'm excited about our new podcast sponsor, PreveneX. We've worked with Prevanex within our feisty brands for a long time. If you listen to Hit, Play, Not, Pause, you've heard about joint support. Um, you've also heard about how their great protein powder but I am really obsessed with this product called Immune Health Plus. It has helped me go from getting sick every time I travel to I have not been sick one time this year. And and I've also been on the road a good bit already this year. So it has everything that you need for immune health support, and it's way better than anything you're going to find in a grocery store or health food store. It's supercharged with immune-boosting ingredients like elderberry fruit, extract, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, and calcium. Now, if you want to stay healthy through your race season this year, you're going to use the code Girls Gone Gravel for 15% off your first purchase of Immune Health Plus or any of their other products. That's Girls Gone Gravel for 15% off of your purchase. And you go to Prevanex.com. You can find that in the show notes. To live your healthiest life possible, you need to understand what's going on inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source your body. InsideTracker was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. It provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live a longer, healthier life. InsideTracker can also calculate your biological age, which is the rate you're aging compared to your chronological age, as well as ways to lower your biological age. The thing we love most about InsideTracker is that they give you recommendations on things you can control to optimize your health like food, supplements, workouts, and other lifestyle choices. And did you know that you can use your HSA, HRA, and FSA to buy any InsideTracker plan? Which means you can purchase InsideTracker using your tax-free dollars. Oh, when it gets better. For a limited time, you get 20% off the entire InsideTracker store when you sign up. So if you're ready to get a crystal clear picture of what's going on inside your body, along with the science-backed recommendations to optimize what's not working, Visit insidetracker.com slash feisty. That's insidetracker.com slash feisty. You have been listening to the Girls Gone Gravel podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by the team at Live Feisty Media. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating. It really helps other women find the podcast. And be sure to follow us at Girls Gone Gravel on Instagram or Facebook.